What's up, everybody? Happy Friday. It's your girl, Claudia Jordan. And we are back with a brand new episode of TGIF. That's right. All your faves are back. We're about to get into it. We're covering everything that's happening in social media, in the news, with our own special way of delivering it to you. Uh, so get you something to drink so you can be on our level as we take you throughout the topics throughout this fine evening. Let me introduce my fantastic co-host. First up, please welcome Al Reynolds. What's up, Al? Hey, what's going on, Claudia? Hmm. <coughs> I'm back. I'm, I was Where in New you? York. I'm, I'm, in, I'm back in Dallas. I was in okay. uh, New York. I was doing the Breakfast Club for a few days, having a good old time in our old stopping grounds. And oh, I had nice. a celebrating Valentine's Day as well. So how about yourself? Where you at? Oh, you know, I'm in Los Angeles. I'm getting settled in. I say I'm about 99, 98% there. Everything's hung up. Everything's in its place. Now I just got to organize a little bit. Now, speaking of hung, we all were wondering if you ever hooked up with the butter skin guy, because all the people in the chat want to know if you guys ever set up a date. Speaking of hung. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Was that, did I say that? <laughs> Claudia's starting off hard already. Okay, no, absolutely not. But I did receive my butter product, my butter products though so thank you for that so he gave you a package <laughs> i'm not prepared speaking of packages they say the skinny guys have it all what's up funky Dineva? what's up you and this is the one time well i'm not going to say not me girl because they told the full unadulterated god-filled truth <laughs> what's going on y'all <laughs> so what so what do they say about thin guys and, and, and well, please, listen please. Claudia, you know you've been around the block a time or two you know you work <laughs> You work the Your LA mama used to hang tough. Yes, yes. <laughs> you work the LA scene, the New York scene, the Dallas scene, the, the one, the scene. one potato, the one potato, two potato scene. One potato, not me, girl. <laughs> okay. So, so, so the rumors are true. Is what you say? You're blessed and highly favored. Is that what you tell? And my steps were ordered. Oh, so we're going to mix God with this right now. Oh, yeah, it's a gift from God, the man up above. Hallelujah. <laughs> you know what? We have a lot of stuff to get into. I don't have time for this. Let's get into this Julia Fox. Okay. Listen, she made uh, the streets of New York her runway during Fashion Week and was spotted rocking some rather interesting outfits. Fox was seen wearing a sheer white dress while carrying a tote bag decorated with condoms. She wore a bright pink dress decorated with three-dimensional poodle and she was spotted carrying a bag shaped like a life-size human body. And she pranced into the night wearing a futuristic cat suit with a coordinating eye mask. All right, we talked about her apartment and whether or not how many, you know, about the mice and the rats and the roaches. Uh, do y'all think Julia should leave the fashion to the professionals and focus on cleaning her underwhelming apartment? Um, who do I go with on this one? Q, you look mm -hmm. like chopping at the bit. So y'all had to let her have it. Let me tell you something. If mediocre, basic, underwhelming, and left much to be desired would be a person, it would be Julia Fox. If fumble the bag was a person, it would be Julia Fox. I mean, she gets rewarded for the highest level of mediocrity, and I just don't understand it. Let's leave the runway to models. I would say let's leave the acting to Julia Fox, but quiet as it's kept, I've never seen nothing that this woman has played in other than that nasty, filthy apartment and Kanye West's face. But outside of that, um, she looked a mess. Julia, give it a rest. Okay. 
Tell us how you really feel, Al. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to be that hard on Julia Fox because one thing that we know about this young lady is she knows how to stay in the blogs and in a media cycle, and she does it very well. The interesting thing to me, though, I've lived in New York for 22 years, so New York Fashion Week is a big ordeal. You're supposed to wear bold colors. You're supposed to think outside the box. You're supposed to opt for statements with accessories, which she did. You're supposed to opt for statements with clothes, which she did. Not saying that I will wear any of that but she has a beautiful body she has a beautiful uh, six-pack nice legs beautiful calves nice breasts even though i don't i don't like i didn't like a lot of what she wore it wasn't that bad to me and i definitely think she walked out in the spirit of new york fashion week and you're right q she 110 percent and all of those look look like the woman that walked out of that dirty apartment you know what outfit she should have dressed up in a, a pest exterminator and got to work on her own apartment because she's a mother and she's got rats and mice and roaches running around and enough that we'd all saw it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. Try that. All right, Julie Fox, you know what? You are doing something right. Cause we are talking about you here on T G I F. So do your thing, girl, I guess. All right, moving on. Let's get into this fellas. Uh, listen up. A new study revealed the average ooh, penis length, has increased over the past 30 years, but doctors are a bit concerned. According to researchers, the penis size inflation is due to unhealthy habits like (laughs) binging junk food, sitting down for long periods of time, or even pollution. Now, the study's author, Dr. Michael Eisenberg, wrote, any overall change in development is concerning because our reproductive system is one of the most important pieces of human biology The doctor also added, erect penile length is getting longer from an average of 4.8 inches. (laughs) (laughs) This must have been an international poll. (laughs) (laughs) Is that even one potato? That is not. That's (laughs) a certain country is bringing us down. I'm not going to say what country. Y'all can put it in the chat. Put in the chat what country you think is bringing the stats and the averages down. I'm just, okay, 4.8 inches to six inches. Okay. Not me, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Are you guys here for this penis size inflation? And where do you fall in line when it comes to inches? Al Reynolds, we've seen your pictures in the group chat in a thong, speedo, whatever you want to call it. What you working with? Listen, thank goodness it's way above the average that they're talking about here. But let me tell you something. I think that there is two reasons for the skew. I'm more aligned with Dr. Larry Lipschitz, who said over at Baylor Medicine that the reason that it's longer in the in the studies these days is because people are discovering porn sooner. 93% of boys before the age of 18 have experienced porn. And we know that if you experience porn, if you massage your tool and you stretch the tissue which makes the tissue expand and longer so i'm going to side with that particular doctor for the reason and the second reason claudia and q is because the finally in the um study space they are allowing and have recruited more brothers of color so i would say those are two reasons that we're seeing possible reasons or alleged reasons that we're seeing that the length is a tad bit longer and you know what both of those doctors must have got their degrees from community colleges because the real reason that they're not telling y'all that penis lift is extending is because these women these days is ran through and you got to go further to get them pregnant. <laughs> that's what's really going on. You got to go further to reach the bottom. So that's what's um, going on, Claudia. 
Some, I'm gonna, ain't, ain't, y'all, ain't y'all all used up and ran through and well, 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 I'm going to jump in and you have your nerve being a member of the LBGTQ community because <laughs> y'all probably be ran through just as much, Ooh. if not more, because you're, not way me, more, you're way more casual, you're way less uh, uh, critical, anything goes. So don't blame the ladies, the giants, blame your own back coochie. <laughs> to say. Okay, don't even try it. Ladies, you know, I always got your back. Okay. Um, so uh, where, do, where do y'all fall on the list? Like, what, I wanna, what y'all working with? None of your business. Let's go on to the next thing. Claudia, you always want to get at somebody. How deep is your love? Oh! My deep is, my medium, my my, my love is medium. Medium thick. <laughs> your love is medium you, thick? How about yours? What is medium thick? Yeah, go to the next thing, please. <laughs> All you fake tops. Okay. Anyway. Oh, Lord. Brianna is putting the trolls in check after she was criticized for calling her nine-month-old baby fine. The exchange happened when the singer posted uh, a photo, reposted a photo from her family's British Vogue spread with the caption, my son's so fine. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. A one troll asked, who calls the baby fine? Brianna replied, his mother. Another fan wrote, more like cute and adorable since he's not a grown man. And Brianna clapped back and wrote, you just keep your little cougar paws away from him and we good. Uh, what are your thoughts on these trolls trying to come for Riri referring to her baby, her own son, as fine cute? Listen, ain't nothing wrong with a mother calling their baby anything she want to have for y'all watching this show. Got ugly babies sitting in y'all lap and y'all calling y'all babies cute. So if she want to <laughs> call her baby fine, she can call her baby fine. Now, I know we reserve the word fine oftentimes for grown people. I mean, and quiet as it's kept, her baby do look a little grown in the face, but that's besides. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. He is hey. fine, and he is cute, and he is beautiful, and he is smart, and he is grown, and he is fine, and he is grown, <laughs> and he is fine, and that's okay. So listen, that lady know her child look grown, and she called him fine, oh. and that's okay. <laughs> look at him. Hey, I'm not I'm not in this part. I am not in this part. Al, what do you think about your friend, what your friend had to say? What do you think? Uh, about listen, Rihanna is absolutely correct. There's two things that we know you <laughs> cannot do. Number one, you cannot talk about a woman's child, period. Number two, you cannot talk trash about Rihanna on the internet. Put those two together and she's going to definitely pull you all the way together. Like how my mother used to say, though, about the baby. You can tell from the picture this child is going to grow up to be a very fine young man <laughs> when he gets grown. And I, I really like it. The only thing I didn't like was the fact that they were trying to make the innuendos like sexual. That I didn't like. And they need to stop that. Well, Rihanna didn't come up sexual. But just now when you said the baby's going to grow to be some fine young man, it kind of sounded like you did this a little bit. No, I'm saying the comments, if you read the comments, people have been saying that who calls their child fine? That's that's saved for someone who's grown, someone who's an adult. Like they were trying to say as if she would, you know, thinking her her son is fine. I don't think I didn't like how that slant was played. I'm I'm, going to tell you who calls their baby fine. The same people who don't call their babies ugly when they are. You know what I'm saying? So let people call their babies whatever they want to call their babies. So let's leave the Rihanna thing alone for a second. Let's talk about this. Um, people say you shouldn't talk about anyone's baby. Do you agree with that? I, I, I feel like babies, okay, we were all babies at one point, right? And people come for our asses all the time. So why can't you say, why can't you say something about the miniature version of us? 
No, now listen, you know, I'm from Miami, Florida, where anything goes. Now, I'm not just going to come for nobody's baby, but if we, if me and you are in a sparring match and we're, we're having a war of words, your baby, your handicapped mama, your dad, grandma, all of those are on the table. <laughs> all of them are on the table. And please don't let your grandma be in the wheelchair. I'm wearing her diabetic ass out. <laughs> please don't. Please don't. All babies. No, you know, I don't. Nope, nope, nope. You know, I don't talk about people's kids. I leave kids out of it. And I also leave the elderly and handicapped out of it. Nope. Now I'll sit and listen, but nope, you're not going to catch me because I got, I got a long life to leave it. I don't want no bad karma circling back to me. All right. I don't know, man. <laughs> All right, y'all, let's go get into this. Savannah Chrisley is feeling uh, hopeful after visiting her father, Todd Chrisley, in prison. In the latest episode of her podcast, Unlocked with Savannah Chrisley, she said, I never felt the presence of Jesus more than I have in that visiting room. Yeah. And she continued, even visiting my dad, like, I know I have so much hope and so much res restored strength that I'm like, this isn't the end. Uh, Todd is currently serving his 12-year term at a facility in Florida, while Julie is serving her seven years uh, sentence at a prison in Kentucky for tax fraud. Uh, what are your thoughts on Savannah's spiritual awakening mm -hmm. while visiting her father in prison? I'm going to tell you why she she found the Lord, honey, because by the grace of God, her sister, you have a daddy, ain't asking her for no preparation H. Okay? <laughs> for the time that he's been in prison, baby. That tussy cat still intact. Let me tell you something. That's a pretty woman. Okay, like Julie and I say, that's a big fat woman when you back that ass up. I'm a big daddy when you back that ass up. Look at her. I don't know which one prettier. Uh, Paula Dean on the right or Barbie on the left. Okay? So, yeah, the, the fact that her daddy still, you know, got his bottom side intact, she believes Jesus is real. <laughs> so basically, how deep is his love? <laughs> it's medium thick. <laughs> medium thick. <laughs> Al, speaking of thick, what do you got to say about this? Listen, all I know is Miss Savannah and her beautiful self, and I really do like Savannah, showed up the other day on her IG with a brand new Range Rover. So I don't know who got the money, but somebody got some money to get that Range Rover. But on the real, real, you know, I really like Savannah. I, I, I like her more than her parents, Todd and Julie. I love how she's handling the situations. I love the fact that she's stepping into that space with uh, raising the niece and the daughter. I, I, I see more things coming from her, and I can't wait to see what that's going to be. Probably more television. I really think she's going to take this really bad situation and make it something great. This could be a pivot for her into stardom. I can't wait to see it. Is it bad? I know nothing about these people. No, because it's just more the same mediocre, basic, you know, gay dad, <laughs> blind mom, you know, uh, black child for the sake of PR. I mean, you know, it's just the, the basic formula. Is the black kid a, a, an accessory? Well, you know, the son, <laughs> the son was dipping into drugs and had went to the ghetto and got the black girl <laughs> pregnant. You know what I'm saying? So they got a whole situation going on over there. But like y'all said, we're not going to talk about kids, so I'm not going to make this about the kid. Yet, you know, this this criminal enterprise of a family. But, I mean, you know, the, the Chrisleys are fun. I think the most exciting story here is how he got busted for being a sissy on the stand and the wife knew nothing about it. That That's the story. Wait, can we see his picture again? Just the, the man that she knew nothing about it? Production, can we see the picture? Look at this woman. She knew nothing about what? <laughs> she knew nothing. About his best friend that was doing the account is breaking his backside in. Ooh. It okay. helped him the money. He's, he's got the, I know you can't just assume, but he has a little bit of the look. 
He got a uh, he got a whole lot of a twang too. You ever he heard got, him talk? He's got a gay mouth. Oh wow! He got a gay ass too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen. From gay ass to a commercial, we'll be right back with more. <laughs> I don't know what's going on tonight. He's like a medium, a medium what, Claudia? Medium thick. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> Welcome back to TGIF. Hey, y'all, in the chat, why are they all making a hashtag out of medium thick? <laughs> That's a whole new thing. Hey, y'all, speaking of the chat, don't forget, tonight is Friday, so today's the day we take questions, so go ahead and put your questions in the chat. We'll get to all your questions, as many as we can, in the final segment of the show. All right, let's get into this. The Academy of Motion Pictures and Arts and Sciences is receiving backlash for the lack of diversity after releasing their 95th class photo from the Oscars nominees luncheon. People on social media immediately noticed only a few black people were scattered throughout the class photo. Are you guys surprised? Al, let's start with you. No, we're not surprised. We're not surprised at all. Listen, in fact, um, we got denied the carpet. Like we, we need more people of color on the carpet as well. But Claudia, listen, in 2021, there were only nine nominated. In 2022, we went to four. And this year, there's only two. And that's coming off the heels of an extremely what we would consider like a black oriented Oscars, right? We had Will Parker, we had Regina Hall and Wanda Sykes. We had Chris Rock as a presenter and Will Smith receiving best actor. I think they might not want us there because of last year. Maybe it was too much for them. I mean, we did have a full on fight between Hollywood and A-listers. I mean, it was a little ghetto. Q, what you think? You know what? I, 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 I'm going to keep it so real. I don't want this picture or this topic on this show. Like, I'm sick and tired of the onus falling on us to have to explain to them what's wrong with that picture. Take that same picture, this same topic, and the same question, and give it to a panel of white people and have them answer what's wrong with this photo. And let us sit back and indulge in their responses. Because anybody with two eyes and a half a brain can visibly look at that picture and see that there is something off. Right. I'm so tired, you guys. I'm just tired of having a fight for everything. And then everything we do is seen as aggressive and extra and doing too much and them getting emotional. But when we don't speak up, we don't get our way. So we, it's like we're damned if we do, we're damned if we don't. Right. So what do we do? We constantly bring it up. And then we're. it's almost like they're getting sick of hearing it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, enough. And then they'll bless us the next year with a few, uh, you know, a few performative acts, so, uh, some tokenism. And then they go back to business as usual. You know, there was a time in this country where I felt like we were making some real progress. And I feel like it's all been fake and we've all gone backwards. And now people are really showing their entire ass and showing us about to hand the keys back over to y'all. We just did a little something, son, for PR. And now no one even cares about the image and what the optics are anymore. They don't care about what it looks like anymore. And that's what's pissing me off. You know, but you know what? Let's keep it 100% real. These days and times, I don't know why people of color keep getting upset. The Oscar is not even worth its weight in M&Ms. All right, look at everybody black who's won one and be for real. 
hasn't honestly done anything for their career. Monique is on this damn charity case of a movie that they got on Netflix right now with Lee Daniels and her playing the scary character. Holly Berry ain't been right since um, 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 Billy Bob Thornton. She ain't been in no good <laughs> movies ever since. Jamie Foxx and um, 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 uh, I almost said Madam C.J. Walker, but what's the lady who played Mammy? She died broke, okay? Like, it, it really isn't elevating people's careers the way they think it is. It, the same thing don't always work for us. So what are we really fighting for here? Let's all collectively agree to stop. Look, things are only valuable that we give value to. My diamond necklaces are valuable because we deem them valuable, right? But what to say that this eyeliner isn't valuable, right? So with that same thought process, why don't we start making valuable Black award shows, Black accolades? Stop asking these white people who hate us, not all, but the ones that do, the ones that think that we're not as good as, the ones, and I'm not talking about all white people, you guys. You know, when I say this, I'm talking about the racist ones. The ones that want to hold us back. The ones let's that took more. that picture. <laughs> let's let's stop doing this. But then this is partially our fault. We got to take, we, yo, we got to own this. We have so got how do we to correct own. it? We, we, we've got to own this. We, black artists, black A-listers, got to stop looking down their noses to go into Lady of Soul, Soul Train, BT. At Image Awards, y'all gotta stop, start showing the hell up. Show up, give them the star power that you give these white shows. Y'all the ones that make it popping. People get excited when Rihanna comes. They don't get excited when I don't know. I can't even name one of their artists. Taylor Swift saying, comes. I don't know. Well, they like that her, but you know what I'm saying. Like we are the ones that make everyone. We are the trendsetters. So why don't we take our power back? Just like in sports, I'm dying for us to start our own league so we can stop. Because there's too many of us that still believe so deeply in white validation. It ain't to say their awards are not good. And I'm not white people. I'm not saying your awards are not. But if we're constantly begging to be in a club that you don't want us to be a part of, we've got to go move on and go get our own. Because it's frustrating. We're just, we're, we're hamsters on a wheel right now. Like, not making any progress. Yeah. Oh, I got hot. Or is that a hot flash? <laughs> that uh, might uh, be a hot flash. It might be a hot flash. <laughs> First of all, Negroes, I have my blood work done. Nowhere near menopause. No, I don't you want know? her to have a hot flash. I want her to still have a kid. I don't oh, want her to have a hot please. flash. That ship sailed. That ship sailed <laughs> seven years ago. Okay, this my... woman on the other side of the hill. She has every bit of perimenopausal <laughs> estrogen pills. She's got gray hairs in her nether regions. <laughs> Claudia, okay. get him. Listen, get him. Claudia if Claudia can have kids the day tomorrow or next week, I'm marrying a woman. <laughs> First of all, your face has more grades on it than my vagina could ever have. And I'm about 15 years older than you. <laughs> but between the two, one's got more mileage. And that would be your mouth and your backside. All right, moving on. Speaking of backlash, Buffalo Bills safety DeMar Hamlin received some criticism after he was spotted wearing a jacket depicting Jesus on the back with the word eternal emblazoned above it. Now, on the front, it bore another image of Jesus with the phrase without end and without beginning. There is no day. There is no night. Now, Hamlin addressed the criticism his jacket had received. After talking with my parents, I understand how my coat could have offended some people. He continued, it was never my intention to hurt or disrespect anyone. The coat is abstract art to me. It says, 
eternal, which I am eternally thankful to my savior. What are your thoughts on the backlash? And do you think people are being too critical? Al, what do you think about this topic? Listen, I think they're being too critical. It bothers me that he has to defend the coat. Look, the unfortunate thing about this black this backlash is this young man could not have come from a more pure space. He literally died twice, according to the reports. And to live through that and want to show homage, let him do it the way he wants to do it. The problem here is that that happened on such a huge national stage on a football game that got all this attention attention that now he's been pushed into this limelight of an icon and when you're pushed into a limelight of icon it comes with intense scrutiny but listen he's just glad to be alive he did not mean to offend anybody let that young man live in his truth which is he believes in God and Jesus for saving his life that day and there's nothing wrong with having a belief that's right Al you say that with your chest <laughs> You taking up for a rich black man. I like that. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> well, you know, because I'm a young, supple 39, <laughs> I have one foot in the pond with the young kids. And then, you know, I have one foot in the pond with the post-menopausal girls like y'all. Hold on, so, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So, ow, ow. So, he be going to Anita Baker concerts, brunch right. He do all bingo. He right. do all acting, you've been shit. acting like an old white lady for a long time. So that well, means you've well, been, you've been you know, pre-menopausal. Well, I have the wealth, time, class, and sophistication of a Park Avenue dame. But let me finish my point. Park Avenue dames have pillowcases on their beds and, on their <laughs> and sheets. Because I am a young, supple 39, I do understand what the young kids are doing. And however, because I am a mature, you know, 39 who understands <laughs> my over-the-hill seasoned co-host, I can also understand how, you know, you older girls would be offended by this situation. But this young man didn't mean any harm. He was right. paying homage to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for bringing him back to life, not one time, but two. So you just sat there and used that segment to criticize your co-host who right, both look, like I'm not feeling that at all. Who both look younger than you. You've been in the right. gym for two years and gained not one ounce of muscle uh, fabric. <laughs> Still waiting. I'm 15 years older than you, and lines wear, grays wear. You use that whole segment to roast us. Do you feel good, good about Claudia. yourself? I feel you amazing. Feel I look amazing. My teeth look good. My skin is clear. Thanks. My eggs work. No eggs. <laughs> but do you have food in that refrigerator? It do. You know, he keeps food for the gentleman callers. No, it's eat. because Fox Soul sends him food for sponsorship. That's the only thing <laughs> right. he has to do. Let's be very clear. He's got, some, he's got some bread in that refrigerator for sure. <laughs> he got some artisanal bread. That's all he got. <laughs> some apple Hot Pockets. Um, I'm going to say this. This man just survived a, a brush with death. And we are complaining about his jacket. I miss the days when Archie Bunker was on television. Yeah. When, 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 when uh, Good Times was on television. Mm -hmm. When Sherman Helmsley was on television. And they would say, honkies, mm -hmm. all kind of things. Was it right? Was it wrong? I don't know. But we laughed. And now we criticize a jacket of a man who survived death, which is paying homage to Jesus. He's not making fun of Jesus. It's abstract art. Offended. I went to the Museum of Modern Art in New York. There's all kind of weird abstract things, right? Nowadays, you can be offended. Oh, I don't like the way that broom was positioned against the wall. It's giving me anxiety. 
Y'all are the softest people I've, in the history of human history. This generation is the most milk toast, soft generation ever. You can't take anything. And everybody wants to hop on social media and write a big essay to get attention and get clicks. And it's ridiculous. You make it where we can't live. It's affected everything, including comedy, including this show right here. There's a lot of things we have to be very measured about. And we could be a lot more funny if it wasn't for you sensitive in the no. chat that are just, just you, 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 you bring everything down. But then you guys are such hypocrites because you're the biggest hypocrites in the chat. You're saying the meanest things worse than what we could ever say, right? But we're in the wrong. When someone's famous, beautiful, wealthy, popping or popular, you have a problem with everything they do. But then you, who are maybe not as popular, whatever, you want to get away with everything. You want the most grace, but extend the lease. Knock mm. it off. It's obnoxious at this point. Sure. It is. Claudia so hot, baby. She ready to run over everybody with a guitar. Okay. Hey, y'all, it's been one of those days. Shout out to Monica. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, what we do right now? We going to commercial. No, I baby. I said you about to run over everybody with the Nissan. Oh, well, go ahead and take us a break then, white woman. Go ahead and do the show. Do the show. Go ahead and do it. No, you know, we got the Nissan Black History Integration that the celebrating all of the hot, hot black history that's going on this month. Pay attention, Margaret. <laughs> Not as easy as you thought, huh? <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're going to take a quick moment to take a, a moment and look at this moment in Black History, sponsored by Nissan. Black Soul celebrates Black history makers who have broken barriers and created change. In 2022, 18-year-old Jalen Smith made national headlines as the youngest Black mayor in America to be elected mayor of Earl, Arkansas. The city of 2,000 residents elected the high school senior, showing their support for Jalen's aspirational campaign to improve their city. My plans are, number one, public safety. Secondly, the beautifying of the city, which means clean it up. Thirdly, tear down abandoned houses. Jalen's big win was one of many mayoral victories for African-Americans across the country, including the cities of Los Angeles, Atlanta, Pittsburgh, and New York City. As the youngest black mayor in America, Jalen Smith is on a mission to inspire the younger generation to lift their voices and take a stand for a better future. Honoring Black History Month on TGIF, presented by Nissan. Choose Nissan today for great offers on our most exciting lineup ever. Shop NissanUSA.com. All right, fellas, are you excited to celebrate Mayor Smith's accomplishments and have a brief response? Al, what do you think about this? Absolutely. I'm glad somebody in that, that Z generation is standing in a space of inclusion, especially when it comes to public safety. And one of the things that he wants is a grocery store in his town so that the people don't have to travel outside of the town to get healthy food to eat. Amazing job, young man. Keep up the good work. Kim? I love it, and I see future presidential uh, potential. Rock on, my brother. All right. Shout out to brothers out here uh, thinking outside the box and not the traditional ways of getting wealthy or getting successful. And you're actually doing public service and you're a public servant. Actually, we appreciate you. All right. Shout out to Nissan for that. We appreciate you for that footage. We'll be right back. We're taking a quick break. Make sure you put your little comments and questions in the chat. We're going to get to the, I'm going to say like seven minutes today so we can have the whole seven minutes to answer your little raggedy ass questions. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to TGAF. Shout out to all the soulmates in the chat. Just ghetto. <laughs> you know what? That's just, the beauty of live TV, child. Just, versus, just ghetto. For those of y'all watching, you know, this time it wasn't Joyce. It was Vince. <laughs> it usually be Joyce, though. She'd be having dark liquor, a little, a little greenery. Hitting the button by accident, turning the camera on, Miss Show. <laughs> All right, y'all. Welcome back to TGIF. All right, soulmates. If you enjoy planning last-minute trips like myself, then you can understand the challenges of finding a cute, fashionable bag to store your belongings for the getaway. With my base weekender bag, there's room for everything. With hyper-functional and chic designs, you've got all the nooks and crannies and even some surprise space to effortlessly fit it all in so you don't have to settle for anything less. Now, base was created uh, by actor Shay Mitchell to make sleek and affordable bags, luggage, and accessories designed to help you travel effortlessly. <laughs> oh, my God. It's a tongue twister for me tonight. While still looking fashionable. Now, base has, has thought of everything you could ever want in a piece of luggage. 360-degree gliding wheels, a cushioned handle, a built-in weight indicator, washable bags for your dirty clothes, and all the interior pockets you need to keep organized. Their luggage comes in multiple sizes and colors, and for shorter trips, the Weekender bag is super functional and even has a place to store your shoes separately. Now, every piece is made to look better with miles, so you don't have to worry about it in cargo or overhead. And Base has over 30,000 five-star reviews. Now, whether you're packing for a quick trip or looking to breeze through the security line, Base has your personal items covered right now. Right now only. Base is offering our listeners 15% off your first purchase by visiting basetravel.com slash T. That's basetravel.com slash T. Now, don't believe me reading this commercial. Listen to my fellow co-host who actually has a bag. What's up, Al? What you think? Hey, Claudia. So, you know, I, I use my bag. I'm like Claudia. I'm on a flight every week, two or three times a week. This is the bag, everybody. Like I told you at the bottom, this unzips. And as for a man, it's really good because, you know, shoes take up a lot of our space. But you can put your shoes and your laptop in the bottom, and it doesn't take up your space in the bag. Great job, Shay Mitchell. I really appreciate it. Keep up the good work. And thank you for a very functional and usable bag. Hugh, I guess ours is on the way. You know, I was on the way, but I can't wait to get it because as of right now, you know, when I go spend the night, wherever I be spending the night, I just put my stuff in a little grocery store bag, but I can put my shoes in that, my makeup, my laptop. I'm looking forward to it. It looks stylish. And yeah. Soulmates, don't be like Hugh traveling to his gentleman callers, putting his clothes in a Target plastic bag. Once again, <laughs> go to basetravel.com. That's base, B-E-I-S travel.com get yourself together with an amazing bag that looks really cute and it has a lot of good uh perks to it Pro promotional consideration furnished by base all right y'all let's get back to the show Lou duval y'all he is under fire they are going for his neck after social media users discovered some disturbing tweets from 2012 Lou duval tweeted whenever my daughter period starts oh that's when I'm going to be the first dude to dog her out. And he also tweeted, be real, fellas. If you bleep the girl and she has a daughter that you've seen grow up, would you bleep her 
when she grew up? Now, these tweets are from 2012. Do you think Lou Duvall should be held accountable for tweeting these disturbing messages? Al, what do you think? Is it water under the bridge or is it like something to be worried about? Listen, I think he should have been held accountable when he said them. And, and listen, they're disgusting and they're inappropriate. Am I the only one that find them to be like borderline alarming? Like I, my whole thing is why? I don't know if I should say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Why does it appear to be a disconnect with this type of a miss, this type of inappropriateness when it comes to black girls? Why do we allow these type of comments made about our black little girls? I don't like it. It's inappropriate. It's disgusting. And where as a community do we make those who make them uh, accountable? I hear you on that one. Hey, what do you think? I mean, I think the comments are utterly disgusting. Um, I think that, you know, not excusing it away, but I think sometimes when people have F-list celebrity you know, they say things that probably would just be drunken jokes amongst the boys, not ever thinking that one day their career would get much, much bigger. I do not think 2023 little Duval would make those comments. It doesn't change how disturbing they are. Um, but I, I, I am willing to extend just a small amount of grace for his not reading the room well, telling stupid jokes at a lesser point in his career when he didn't think it was that big of a deal. Why would you clown your daughter, your own blood, for having her menstrual cycle? Like, what could you what what could you possibly like? Um, if I was if I was the daughter of a famous person who has a huge social media following, even in 2012, do we know who he was in 2012? Did y'all know who he was? Not, not, Ten years I, ago, yeah, we did. Yeah, he was, you know, but he wasn't the little Duval that he is today. Right, so we got to keep that, put that into consideration, take that into consideration. But just, I, I remember when I first got my period, I was 15 and a half. I was in Italy with my mom on vacation, right? We were visiting my family. I was so embarrassed to even tell my mother. And then she told all my Italian relatives and they were all, I didn't understand the language as good as I, I, I would like to. And I know they were talking about it. It was, it felt like the world knew about it, right? I know it's, it's natural. It shouldn't be a big deal. But at that age, you're very insecure. You're very like unsure of yourself and it's uncomfortable. And then for your dad to talk about, I'm gonna be the first dude to dog her out when she gets a period. I don't want dad to say my period in any sentence. <laughs> in any sentence. And I don't care, you guys, if you're a celebrity or not a celebrity, like, don't do that. Like, and, and I do feel like, I do feel what just, you said, Al, like, black girls have been sexualized for a very long time. And let's not forget the history we have with slavery and how they were just treated like prostitutes at mm -hmm. the, and sexualized and used for sexual gratification at a very No, early prostitutes age. got paid. Yeah, that's Remember, true. Prostitutes that's true. got paid. Slaves slavery, did not. It's in sexual abuse. And I, yeah, I also feel that we shouldn't, you know, there should be some kind of like, all right, that was 20 years ago. That was 10 years ago. But it's never going to be cool for a man to publicly talk about his daughter's period. Mm -hmm. Like, let's get some class about us, okay? All right, put your questions in the chat. We're going to answer you all your little questions at the very end of the show. We'll be right back with more after this.
Welcome back to TGIF. I'm back with uh, Al Reynolds and Funky Dineva. Hey, put your questions in the chat, but any of us, we're going to use the last like seven minutes of the show and really give y'all time to dig in and get more into us, into what makes us tick. All right. Speed of what makes us tick and uh, little things we got about ourselves. In a recent interview with Magic FM 107.5 slash 97.5, K. Michelle revealed that she fired over 100 personal assistants. Okay. The host, Ryan Cameron, shout out to Ryan Cameron, asked her why the last assistant got the boot. And she said, couldn't hang up two TVs with six people, came to the house, didn't know how to get the cords and the walls. Six different people in my house and didn't know how to hang a TV, wanted $2,000 a week. I said, I'll do $1,600 a week. A hundred. Okay, y'all, listen. A hundred assistants. <laughs> we covered this on the breakfast club. A hundred assistants is wild to go through 100 people. Like when you get to like 40, 45, 50, 55, 60, are you like, okay, is it me or or is everybody out there incompetent? Because there are a lot of people that are, you know, not that really kind of not competent. What are your thoughts on this? And have you guys ever fired an assistant? Let's start with the bougie one. Uh, that would be a uh, few. Have you ever fired an assistant? And what do you think about this story? No, because I'm good at hiring. Um, I have not fired an assistant. I have ushered an assistant out of the nest and on to better things. Shout out to Oliver Twist. For those of you guys who know Oliver, Oliver started out as a Morehouse student and as my assistant. Now, you know, I love me a good OK Michelle and I love me a good OK Michelle story, but I'm here to tell you not too many people walking around knowing how to hang damn TVs, okay? That is not a skill set that the average person is walking around doing, and yet alone a personal assistant um, um, knowing how to do. Most people don't know how to hang TVs. You, you got to go get you, you know, somebody who took wood shop or some crap in high school. Um, another thing, I would have never gotten on an open forum and told somebody that I've hired, fired over 100 assistants after having a career that spanned, what, 13 to 15 years? The reality of the situation is it's not the assistants that are bad. It's the person or persons that are hiring the assistants that is bad because Hell, Aretha Franklin and Patti LaBelle have been in the business 80, 90, 120 years, and they haven't even had 100 assistants. So um, this reflects more poorly on K. Michelle than it does the assistants, quiet as it's kept. I, I, yeah, okay. Al, what do you think? Listen, K. Michelle, I, I'm a fan. Um, K. Michelle know what's going on. K. Michelle is planning to release her sixth R&B album, and you want to know what it's called? I am the problem. Oh. Okay. She know what it is. Unfortunately, I don't think maybe she's tone deaf in this space because sharing this is nothing to be proud of, but to acknowledge that you are the problem or could be the problem is a good start. K Michelle, you know, I love you. You know, I love your music. I just want to see your music and hear your music and, and see you back in the music space. So all this assistant stuff, please keep that to yourself. Cause it ain't cute. And You've gone through a hundred. So I wonder how many more she'll go through. I mean, maybe she's really picky or maybe there's a lot, not a lot of uh, competent people or maybe, and maybe because people know it's K Michelle, there is a possibility of people signing up for that job because they want to be close to her, but not really wanting to 
maybe be an assistant and do the work that assistant requires. I don't know. I'm just putting that out there. I'm just saying, I'm not as famous as K. Michelle, but I wouldn't want that many people in my house and with my stuff and and know my passcodes to stuff and know my routine. That's unsafe, K. Michelle. And not only is it unsafe, but shoot, the level of unproductivity is beyond anything financially that you could ever replace. And you know what? I'm going to take it a step further. Not only is it unsafe, safe it's untrue okay it's untrue it ain't no way in, in hell somebody ran through 100 nemesis at that, at that rate it's only 52 weeks or 54 weeks in a year that that that, that means she's running through you know an assistant every three weeks that's four weeks get off my line with this foolishness speaking of foolishness in church news a 72 year old woman in indiana has been sentenced to two years in federal prison for wearing for wire fraud after embezzling nearly $600,000 from her church. According to Fox News, Marie Carson illegally transferred close to $600,000 over the course of 13 years. While secretly scamming, Carson served as the business manager for St. Matthew Catholic Church and schools in Indianapolis, and she was the only one responsible for handling monetary donations. What are your thoughts on this Catholic scammer? I used to go to Catholic school, I mean, Catholic church. It's the most depressing church I've ever been to in my life. They make you feel guilty. I was the womb. I was guilty before I was born. And I see why someone was still from them. Do what you think. She got dementia. That lady was too old. Listen, people don't commit crimes at their age. At, at their age, that lady got dementia. She put her routing and account number in by mistake and hit enter. Oh, she, no. you know, she was setting up online bill pay for her own stuff. No, in all honesty, you know what? I'm less concerned about the fact that she stole the money from the church because stealing money is a crime of opportunity, right? I just don't understand how she got two years and the sissy at the top of the show got 12 for doing the same crime. He fought at the banks and got 12 and the wife got nine. How she only got two years from stealing from the Lord. You know, yes. I, I, you know, in well, the, church, you, the court you, say in God, we trust. Okay. God, so because she violated the law <laughs> and God, she could have got more than two years. Guess what race? Todd, first of all, Q, Todd, Todd frauded multiple lending organizations. She multiple frauded the only banks. lending organization, the Lord. She, she stole from the one Lord. church, one entity, and they have to press charges. The thing about this that I thought about, I thought when I read this story, I thought about a Q immediately. Remember Q said, don't let nobody take your job. <laughs> don't let don't let nobody sit in on your job because they might take it. You remember he said that? Well, that's what happened here. She went away on one of her vacations and they had a temporary worker come in, and the temporary worker is the one that uncovered her smuggling and embezzling and stealing from the church. And of course, the church gave the temporary worker the job. Okay, you know what? We're going to get off this church story and we're going to get into some proud moments in Black History. Before we take a break, take a look at this Black History moment sponsored by Nissan. Fox Soul celebrates Black history makers who have broken barriers and created change. Megan Pyfus is Sesame Street's first Black female puppeteer, giving a fresh voice to a new generation of children. In 2020, Megan became the voice of Gabrielle, a six-year-old Black girl Muppet on Sesame Street. Megan is a self-taught musician and singing ventriloquist. Two-time Emmy Award winner gained national recognition when she appeared on the hit television shows America's Got Talent and Showtime at the Apollo. With ventriloquism, it adds in the interaction between a human and a puppet. 
But long before Megan took center stage in the spotlight, John W. Cooper paved the way for black ventriloquists thrilling audiences with his puppets and his famous show, Fun in a Barbershop. Megan Pyfus's amazing voice and her magical gift to bring puppets to life will inspire generations of children to dream big and to explore their imagination and creativity. Black History Month on TGIF, presented by Nissan. Choose Nissan today for great offers on our most exciting lineup ever. Shop NissanUSA.com. All right. We want to thank uh, Vanderbilt and Nissan for that footage. Hey, at this point, put your questions in the chat. We're going to go take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, it's all your questions and all our answers when we return. Welcome back to the show. I know I said seven minutes, but we had so much to cover. We didn't get to do that. So we're going to do our best. All right, y'all, before we go, we want to show some love to our fans in the chat. Open up the floor for them to ask us anything. Okay, fellas, we just got to keep our questions, our responses short. Uh, Josh Green, Claudia, does Funky get on your nerves? Uh, not anymore. Sam Cook, question, what kind of toys do y'all own? What kind of toys do I own? What I kind of toys? Toys? Toys, like sex toys. Oh, I got a pocket. Cups. I got a big black uh, leather that I use on my gentleman callers. <laughs> you what? Uh, what? Oh, one time we was on a, a FaceTime with Q. And he didn't realize he left a big black dildo right on his, <laughs> his dining room table. So I know he nasty. Uh, Claudia, what, uh, pretty boy, what do you want to achieve by your 50th birthday? Uh, I want to get married, but I don't think that's going to happen. But uh, it's <laughs> JP Mills, what you drinking? Vodka. Uh, okay, let's go on. Um, Stevie Ray, what age were y'all when you lost your virginity? 14. 16. 17.5. Okay, what's the best Valentine's gift you ever received, Claudia? A Tiffany bracelet that I had a palm when I went broke. Um, Me in okay. the car. Oh. Never got one. Oh. What's the most expensive date or... What's the most of thing a friend or date or friend... Wait, what's the mo most expensive thing a date or friend has stolen from you after a good night? Jamal asked that. Q, I know you probably got something. Someone stole something from your house. So it wasn't a friend and it wasn't a date. I did have a gentleman caller one time that stole a laptop, two iPads, an Apple Watch, my wallet, and my car keys. What the hell? That's <laughs> not a damn gentleman caller. That's called a thief. That's called an intruder. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Bear Mary, question, Claudia, did you really open OnlyFans? On The Breakfast Club, I said I'm going to do OnlyFans for my feet nap, all you weird feet fetish people. So, yes, at Claudia Jordan, I'm going to upload footage all weekend of my surgery and the procedure. Um, question for Q, you mentioned that you had sex with women, even though you wouldn't date them. Would that mean you're bi and not gay? I don't know. Um, I know that we no longer live in the binary and that, you know, there's a huge spectrum of sexuality. I like having sex with women, but when I'm done, they got to go. So I, I don't know what category you put that in, but. I know what category. That's the hoe category. Hey, okay. Uh, this is for both of y'all. Uh, how loose are your bowels? <laughs> 
Why you gonna wipe my ass? Question, please. That don't even make any sense to me. We have thirty seconds. Y'all have any questions? No. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Would I do the Breakfast Club again? Would I do it? If I got that, if they offered me that, I would take it and I would not interfere with TGIF. I'm never leaving the show. Uh, okay, that was fun, y'all. I mean, they have some weird questions there, right? Yeah, right. Oh, about- but soulmates, soulmates, I'm covering the Director Guild Award, Red Carpet tomorrow. Tune in. All right, See y'all. I can catch. Thanks to Alan Q. Thanks for watching this on YouTube. Stay tuned for tracks and tales and make sure you check out Al this weekend. We'll see y'all next time, soulmates. Bye. Have a good night.